2: Hello, and welcome to Stalking Time for the Moon Boys, with me, David Real, and my uh, oh, cohort. You fluffed that completely. Did I? Mm, doesn't well, matter. How
0: did I, start? how did I fluff it? I think you, you swallowed most of that word, didn't you? Which word? Uh, well, I didn't hear it, <laughs> but... But whatever it was, I'm so
1: disinterested in this <laughs> rambling. I'm carrying on making a toy in the background because you're like yeah. two old men who don't know what you're doing. You yeah. so, Do you mean
0: uninterested? That'd be worse. So disinterested,
1: ladies yeah. and gentlemen. Just to be clear, uh, that was the voice
2: of Jonathan Ross. Uh, we we're uh, me and Tim Hinks, who I was hoping would identify himself as a co-presenter, but instead had a go at me for <laughs> swallowing my words <laughs> like you know, a school teacher from days of yore. Uh, we're in uh, Jonathan Ross's office. Uh, Jonathan's got about 17 offices, but this is his big office. This is his man. And he's got all his toys here. I've got two offices. Yeah.
1: I've got one office at home. No, two offices at How home. How many offices have you got? Four. But listen, only two, <laughs> two, two at home, which go. don't count. Because they don't there, count? That's do they three count? more than most people need right no because one I, I barely go in. that's where the actual work takes place right. yeah. this is why I come because essentially I've identified myself late in life as a massive introvert yeah. the fact that you're even both of you here, yeah. is quite annoying no no
2: I, yeah. I I think that I get a special in around yeah. your introvert you, do, you're you a hermit do. and
1: that's... so given the chance one and but I like people it's a kind of combination no, so you don't. I, I, you I, don't. I do I just, just me I like people in theory so <laughs> when I'm out there yeah. in the world and working I enjoy yeah. that knowing yeah. that I've got this haven yeah and and like like when two. I finished my show on Wednesday night this yeah. week, I called on a Wednesday and uh, one of the young women said, what are you doing the rest of the weekend? I said, nothing. Now, it's an it's interesting thing about Jonathan own.
2: is that for a man whose job is talking to people, you basically much prefer being by yourself,
0: not saying anything, except well, perhaps to, yeah. to a but toy. Do you, do you spend the week, literally, because we're, we're sitting in what is like the toy department of a Japanese um, hamley's or it's beautiful, no, no, no. it's incredible. No, no, no. But do
1: you sit here for for the it's whole not weekend? not what it's Is like, it not like, a time not time like that? <laughs> it's more like, it's like a museum,
2: really. In what way is it's, it not like it, a because it, it, Well,
1: because what are we sitting on right now? Desks. It, what, what toy shop are you going to with this right. four Desks laid out. Japanese mm. families. <laughs> so I've I've been to the equivalent of Japanese <laughs> families. It's not desk, no but deaths. no, this is it's. Uh, I mean, uh, the phrase that I would hate in the way that so many phrases I love become kind of modern parlance, like bantz. Of course, we all hate bantz. Mm, right. Man cave, I hate right. man right. through, I hate. I hate, but man cave. Yeah. But that's what people would say. That's what but it would is say. a place uh, where I, 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 I that prefer it's thinking it's a sort of fortress of solitude. Yeah, wow. the Bowie even, the album he never made. Even though mm. I'm not a DC fan, so I wouldn't normally go for Superman reference. No, I oh, it's a Superman reference, isn't it? Yeah, it's the fortress of solitude. It's where he lives and where he's got the. Lost city of Cando in about bottle. I Has I he got it in a bottle? He's got the whole lost city of Candor in a bottle. Didn't no you know, I didn't know that? No. Well, it well it was lost when Krypton exploded. I'm not even <laughs> okay. a DC fan. I don't know why we're going down this rabbit hole. Right. <laughs> so what so when it exploded it became very small? No, when it exploded bizarrely, a, a chunk I can't remember actually the full kind of canon of it. Either the chunk flew off into space and was rescued and shrunk and put in a bottle to keep it safe, hence with an atmosphere of its own, or they shrunk it and put in a bottle before oh. it blew up and it travelled to Earth with him. That's a true story. It's very, very true, yeah. yeah. I mean some doubt it, but I think it can be there's provenance. Um
2: do you think it's this podcast is nominally I mean more and more these days about David Bowie
1: uh, but he gets the odd mention have you got any idea whether Bowie was a comics fan he was a comics fan to an extent he talks early on in his career about liking Doctor Strange Ah. which of course was uh, Steve Ditko and one can see why he would be drawn to that because the imagery is fantastic and it speaks of other realms Mm. and there's a kind of whole kind of like uh, very well thought through kind of What's the word I'm looking at? I had a conversation with Alan Moore about Steve Ditko, and he he had the word cosmology. Yeah, there's a there's a kind of consistent cosmology uh, invented yeah. there that worked there, which kind of ties into Bowie's work. But I know he like most of the guys in that period. I mean, like you know, McCartney and Lennon quite like Marvel comics. Right. You know, they did would they? have known of them. Yeah, they they well he, in Wings he you did a song for McCartney
2: about and Lennon there.
0: In case Paul is listening, because that's how Paul always wanted on, it to Paul, be. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah. know, this is a that's quite, what I
1: think one defers
0: to the living. This is quite <laughs> a major moment, in my life. I think you've just referenced Magneto Entertainium. Yes. Then. One of the great
1: Wings tracks. So oh, when Wings said, played, when yeah. Wings played, it's, it's like, an amazing is that, track.
2: Is that a comics thing? Yeah, yeah well, Mag- Magneto, Mag- Magneto
1: as well. and the Titanium Man are both villains from Marvel comics, right? And when Wings played in LA in the nineteen seventies, right. someone told Paul McCartney that the man who invented or co-invented them, Jack Kirby, was living at the time, and they invited Jack and Roz Kirby to go and see Wings. Now he is the classic kind of comic book creator. He's a kind of like first generation New York Jew, actually right. he was an immigrant, uh, grew up in Brooklyn in the nineteen twenties, mm. sort of essentially self-educated an amazing man, he provided the building blocks for all of this billion-dollar uh, Marvel universe that Disney are exploiting now. And he went along to see it with his wife. And there's a photograph of him and Paul McCartney and Denny Lane standing backstage. And, wow. and Kirby's wearing, like, the square... He was wearing, like, kind of like a long plaid jacket right. and tie. But, and looks quite happy, quite a short man, really sweet guy. And he's just there holding an album. And McCartney and Dennis are thinking, why, why is this guy being brought backstage? <laughs> you know. It's oh. a really sweet fight. I've got it somewhere. You've been what? offended by something yeah. in our podcast. Well, no, I not mean, in your podcast. Uh, something else. When one browses available podcasts, right. a small image appears mm. of that podcast. Mm. The image that appears for your uh, effort is <laughs> the two of you, <laughs> seemingly naked, mm. not seemingly, wearing <laughs> the kind of Aladdin-same flash on your face. Yeah. I take a bone of contention with you this. You get a boat. You because <laughs> because of, all people, of all the people, all the people I do, of all the men, I do not want to speak, despoiling the memory of that incredible visual. Yeah. Uh, it's the two of you, top, thank you're thank sitting there like a couple you of you, old You clips. say that, Jonathan, but actually quite Why a lot of people,
2: people have mistaken that image for the cover of Aladdin Absolutely State. not. A fair amount of people have how can I buy this interesting reshoot? horrible.
0: Duffy said he didn't remember taking it in that way, as two them, but he said I must
1: have done because that's
0: obviously Bowie. That's obviously
1: Bowie and Bowie slightly older. I affected that look once for a documentary I worked when my career was in one of its periodic downturns and it was called The Brits Are Coming and uh, the uh, terrible vanity because I was slimmer than I normally am then and I thought yes I'll do a Aladdin's insane. and I wore a kind of lycra bodysuit and they melded the makeup on and I walked around for a while then. but I still didn't look anywhere near as cool as he did I still looked like it's just hard. an idiot
2: no. trying to look like him because no. no one could look like well, him we, we spoke when we did that we did speak about it being well, obviously have done offensive it, and also <laughs> a bit obvious to do that but at some level, we did want to be just like straightforwardly. It's about Bowie, and also, is it not oh, funny it's that Bowie. we are so far? Yeah, but it's just a horrible... So, like the
1: two of your sagging, mm. terrible menopausal menop- bodies, like, rippling like and man-cave. melting in front of me with yeah. this marvelous thing. Mm. And also, you flipped it's, it. One's got the lightning. Your- Strike going one way; the other one's got the lightning strike going. Yeah, that's another. deliberate. It's yeah. horrible. It's horrible. <laughs> we playing I mean, with
0: the, I mean, this, by the way, is the pet dog I needed. So <laughs> yeah. I you're not
1: playing with anything now. I yeah. hear what you're playing with
2: yeah. yourselves. That's <laughs> what you're playing with. Well, no, fair enough. We get the point. I think you don't like change the image. It. We don't like. Please we can't change, change it because it, it took, took quite a long time to think do. Of yourself, think and also, children. can I just point think out? It's very upsetting for Tim because that photograph was taken by his wife. Yeah. So perhaps you could apologize. The photography
1: is beautiful. In a way, that's what upset me most about it. Why have they? Why have they? How have they got Herb Wits back? From the grave, <laughs> and then they've
2: dressed like a couple uh, of old nunsies. Yeah, well, we are a couple of old nunsies. No,
1: really. we're not. No, well, not uh, literally. Not. Actually, not can I, mean. I
2: just can I just bring into when you talk then about uh, your career going through one of its periodic downturns? Bowie's career, I would say, had a downturn in the nineties. Nice segue. Uh, yeah, mm. nice segue. Uh, during which, because you said to me the other day that you tried to listen to Tin Machine and it was terrible.
1: Well, it's not and, terrible. And as much I'm going to say
2: as... something nice, but if you just listen, just give me a chance oh. in between your unbearably negative stuff. Normally I'm uh, alone and and I, I just can talk as much as I you want. Know, i say want. something perfect. Something nice about you, which is I think, and I've said this before, that during Bowie's doldrum period in the sort of 90s, before he sort of picked up again, one thing that kept his legacy alive was the fact that you would play a Bowie song every show on your Radio 2 show before that
1: went sadly. Well, that was late wrong. 90s, so I joined that. But yeah, you're right, there was... But I, you know what, I mean, it's very lovely to say that, but I mean, there are various things that I've been associated with over the years... I mean, bizarrely, the only time I. I mean, I think I know he was aware that I played it every week. And one week we played all of um, Ziggy Stardust on the show. So yeah, we were just I playing remember. singles because I realised it's like they're all, all they're, back they're to like, back. The whole album, no, no, or no the, not back to back. We throughout. played it without acknowledging it as right. if it was but, I see what you mean. But I hadn't realised that they were all very close together then. You know, I thought it'd be spread out more. If we'd have had a four hour show, it would have yeah, be better, right. but it was three hours. Yeah. But still, it was a fun thing to do. And there was only one week when we didn't play a Bowie track and I was really angry on the way home because Andy used to do the show with me, nominally produced it. Where is Andy? Andy Davis. Yes, where is he? Oh, he's in France. Okay. Uh, in a witness protection program. <laughs> uh, and he used, to, he used, to and, and I'd given him the track. I used to go and say, "I want to play this one, this one." And he forgot to put it in. And it was partly my fault as well. But I'm juggling the interviews and all that. I and on the way home, I was, I was, I had to pull over one stage and give yes. myself a talking to. I was so cross. And so uh, we did play an awful lot of it. But I wouldn't, I don't think, you know, I think it. Oh, also, I think it was.
2: Well, I remember having I, quite an emotional moment. I've told you this before. Where I think I said to you once, although you're now going to tell me it was nothing to do with me, but I said, "Can you play? Will you rock and roll with me? When you rock and roll with me?" And you did. Play Player. and I remember thinking what a fucking incredibly brilliant song yeah. at a point in time when Bowie was not yeah, somebody who was thought of as that cool and I was just thinking oh, he'll always be cool because of stuff like this but here's
1: the thing for me see, one of the reasons why I don't like talking to people about Bowie uh, for example, I didn't go to the v exhibition of his stuff. You didn't? Did you? No, oh, okay. I didn't go to I'll tell you why. Though, it's because yeah. in a way... and I know, this is ridiculous, I know what you're going to say. Things that I'm really passionate about belong to me. Yeah. And I don't want to share them with other people. Right. Yeah. So it's like comic books. That's why I've never really done much about comic books in my life. Yeah. I did one thing, just because I felt this about Steve Ditko, because I felt he was such a neglected talent... But, you know, so I really thought I'll, but I wouldn't normally do something like that because I like having it for me and I don't like sharing it with others. And I don't, I'm not particularly Do you interested? not like,
2: though, sharing it with people who are actually properly fans? This oh, is really? why I think about This is why me no. and Tim are friends. But this is Because, perhaps, I, like, you know,
0: I wouldn't necessarily be friends with Tim.
1: But there's oh, a lot
2: of
0: things I to like about me beyond yeah. the Bowie. Yeah. I could, don't make me list them off, but there are lots mm. of the reasons you would be attracted to me. I think. I'll find them at some point. <laughs> well, now, but now I've seen the <laughs> photograph, <laughs> yeah. I can see the appeal. But early
2: on, we bonded over our love of David Bowie yeah. and you we don't, you feel so possessive that you wouldn't do No, that.
1: No, 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 it's not that. I think possibly because I'm not looking... I'm for not, friends? I'm not looking for friends. No, no. That's we're here, enough. Jonathan. I'm kind if of you actively are, looking to avoid, avoid friends. friends. Yeah. I don't know how
0: I've survived, really, as more or less... Oh, you're barely hanging on right now. I know. Yeah, when, yeah, you, when you did, because I remember those Radio 2, you know, those tracks, did you ever push it to the point... Obviously, you wouldn't play Subterraneans or something. But no, did but you ever I did play
1: Instrumentals from... You did? Yeah, and I spoke to... I had a conversation with Bowie about this. I said to him, I was playing... It's not Be My wife, of course, says it's always always crashing in the same car. Yeah. It has some lyrical lines in it as well. That has yes. that line there. There's yeah. a couple of on the A side. what We used to call the A side or the first side of of Low. Speed of life, maybe. Speed of life. We played. Yes, you know. And I actually, that's one of my favourite tracks. Yeah, I've never, beautiful. So let me tell you a Bowie story about Low and about the B side of Low now, which I may have You're told in, you in the before, right place. Go for it. Me. Uh, I've only dj twice in my life for people, and I have an impeccable record so far. Once was for cool. David Bowie. He asked me if I would DJ for him when he was curating yeah. Meltdown. The night he plo- played, wow. and he played, um, he played uh, in the first yeah. half. He played a selection of kind mm. of classics and stuff from the new albums, which was Reality. Yeah. And I think um, yeah. Heathen. Possibly. Heathen, and then did the whole. Of and he did the whole of Loathing Beside, and and he knew because I'd had conversations with him in the past that that was my favourite Bowie of all time, which it probably is. Although I loathe choosing favourites, so I, I would kind of push back about that. But sorry, lo- I love favourite. Album, Lowe's though. probably my favourite like Okay, you've come favorites. out and said it. Wow, well, maybe you said that. Don't be too much of it, he doesn't like choosing favorites. But so No, no i you've done it. Don't ever mention it. I'm and um, done it. So he knew of that. Now, now, please forgive me if I'm going on, please edit this down if you wish, but I, I DJ'd before he went on, and then I had to DJ in the middle bit, and then I had to DJ after. Okay. So I DJ'd before, and I'd, I thought I'd selected quite a, uh, an interesting, eclectic... Uh, a lot of music. I was playing some Japanese bands like Cornelius, who you might know, I don't even know, if you know okay. Cornelius. Poly Six, who so. were great Poly and the audience, because I thought there'd be an art rock crowd. But then when I put on a track by either Bowie or Lou Reed or maybe Iggy, okay. the crowd would go nuts. And so I thought, oh that's what they want. They just want Bowie. Of course, mm. why didn't I think about it mm. so I phoned home and said, look, can you please, just before the gig started, can you put go in my drawer, put all my Bowie CDs and there's some Velvet underground on there, put that all in a carrier bag or box, send it over to me here and melt down. I told them to expect it. So it arrived while he was finishing the first part of his set, so I'm sitting there and A bloke walks down and said, "God, deliver it for you deliver before for it." It was a Sainsbury's carrier bag and nice. a giant carrier bag. I thought this doesn't look good, but anyway. so I had a cheap salary, I looked in; all the albums yeah. are great. Sitting there, he finished first off. Someone said, "David said, Do you want to pop back to stage and see him in between?'" Thought, of course, it's such a what a lovely thing. Went backstage to him with my carrier bag. He, I knocked on his door and of course it probably sums up very noise he didn't want to see me socially and I understand that he had a, he had a, something he wanted to ask me he said Jonathan he said uh, he came out barefoot in the hallway we're standing in the hallway he didn't actually let me in the dressing room either telling me he said I'm going to do you know I'm doing low in the second half I said yeah I can't wait David favourite album he said yeah you know on side two the first song you would probably know what that is Tim it's is it Warsaw yeah, s- yeah. Uh, he said what is, is it, it, it I sing and I went oh, I don't I don't know. I thought you were just making noises. I think, he went, no, I'm singing something. I thought he was just wailing. You singing? He went, yes, I'm singing. I, said, I thought it was just... He went, no, no, I'm singing something. You didn't something. do that to him, did you? I did. did you? And he went, no, I'm singing something. I went, David, I've got, I've got it here. I've got the album here. So I went to get the album out, I'm quite nervous, put my hand through the bottom of the carry bag, all the CDs spread out on the floor around Brilliant. his bare feet. I then get on my knees in the hallway. So I'm on my knees just as the band start filing past oh, to go and say and Mike Garson, who the genius yeah. keeper player, who I vaguely knew, he stopped he went. It's the saddest fucking thing I've seen in my <laughs> entire life. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, I was like, what? Yeah, From just what throwing as ah. an act of worship and sacrifice. <laughs> wee, wee. Here, is,
2: <laughs> here is a strange language and here are my offerings and to And what you, was Bowie's? Maybe. How did he react? Was he, oh, he's, just, did he ever remember? I think
1: he picked up my copy of Low and went into his room and shut the door in my but face. I
2: remember that gig. In fact, I've, you know, I've seen various uh, footage, obviously, since of Bowie at the time. And he's got a music stand normally then with lyrics on them of songs that he oh, might okay. not remember. Yeah. Presumably, for
1: Varsavar or whatever, he just had... Maybe. He did, maybe he did want to chat. Maybe that was his way, his clumsy way of making contact with another human being, in a way which I can understand as a fellow introvert. Yeah. Here's another I'm, Bowie story for you. Can okay. I just
0: say Shh. that your, both of your impressions of oh, i are not that good. Uh, when you consider what Bowie... He did many, many things, but he nailed that in a way you both have failed to. Well, was actually, I flight. was actually
1: partly slipping into the Muslim call to prayer, of course. Well, I just, yes, I just well, have the word vast, vast,
2: vast right in my head. And also, of course, it is a word for Warsaw. Ooh. And as you will know, my great uncle was killed in the Warsaw ghetto. So, well, no, oh, he's this praying is the so Trump card. I bet mean, uh, I mean, uh, you feel bad now. How yeah, yeah, do you feel, Tim? How do you feel, I feel as it
0: wasn't my fault. I'm very sorry <laughs> that it say happened. that,
2: I'm still not entirely sure. But can I just, before you
0: say, this is a silly question in moment. but you hung out with him and you met him. Did you ever get comfortable with that? Uh, not really
2: Jonathan's just said He's not comfortable With anyone <laughs> So you might have been More comfortable um, With David Barry. No but you know what It
1: wasn't but uh, he, didn't, he didn't extend to me The offer of friendship To that extent I right. mean I know Ricky went to see him Ricky Gervais Who probably got to know him a bit better And I think he probably Saw Ricky more as an equal Than he did me Perhaps Do you Something? think I think possibly so right. If you just look he was In very, terms of fame He was, he was I mean, very obsessed right. With comedy Without any
2: doubt, and uh, I've told this story many times. But since Jonathan is here, I think I should bring it up, which is obviously the only time I've met him properly. Was Uh, when I introduced you. Was when you went on your show uh, on the same Radio Two show that we're talking about before. And uh, my story that I've told many times is that at the end of my interview, I saw David in the control room of Radio Two, and I got nervous uh, because I thought, I don't know what I'm going to say. I'm so 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 excited to meet him. And I went in, and I was still tongue-tied. And David said, "Hello, David." Wow. And I nearly came in my pants, which is I think I've said very Charmin. often. And, and it's, I, always um, it's, all, it's, always it's always good to hear, so it's, good it to hear nearly. It's always good to hear nearly. It is good to hear nearly. When he says a nearly, small, I never believe him. A small <laughs> bit of spunk, I think, pre-cum, came in. Um, but, um, but here's the point that I also say about that, which I think is important in terms of what you've just said about being comfortable with him, which is I then stayed in that. Uh, you, you must have come in as well, but uh, I just remember thinking, oh, God, Bowie's here. But then what I've always found about that moment was there were lots and lots of people making jokes, including him, and they weren't funny. Mm. David was quite funny. Hold keen. on, hold on. Uh, hang Not on, you. hang on. Not yeah, you. No, hang Not on, you. lots no.
1: and lots of people. Made, mm. It was like three people in the room, me, Bowie. No, oh, co- Bowie had a little entourage. I see. My point was, well, they whoever were they, were, nice they were... Nice rescue, David. They were you're, laughing you're at, everything, at everything Bowie said. And yeah. after a
2: while, I thought, oh, fuck, I can't stay here because he's my hero. But you know He's what? making quite bad jokes,
1: and I find that quite complicated. Well, I met him. I had dinner with him one night. We were we invited to a dinner party, and we sat for dinner. And you know, the nice thing was, it was away from uh, kind of a performance space because even though that's a, a radio interview it's sort of a performance space so people are there and they're kind of like mm. oh know, I've got to shine around. I've got to do this and, mm. and and it was we mainly talked about how hard it was to find a nice school for your children right. and Did how you? on earth you made that decision wow. so it was a very normal very kind of like kind of almost prosaic conversation which I and I kind of uh, Cherish that memory more mm-hmm. than the times I've performing because I, so I realised that was He's him just, just as a nice CDs human being. through the Sainsbury's bag. But the first time I met him was he was doing my show, and this is when I was doing the BBC One talk show, and I, I was there. so excited he was coming on. I was when were we talking? Talking? I was in The audience. What, where were we talking? What year? Where, where all we this? Sort of... Well, this was I think when. What was was I think? Do was you remember when, when he started to play Fame, Jonathan?
2: To... Okay, that started to play Fame, yeah. and then said, "No, no, sod this. Let's do Ziggy Stardust." Do you yeah.
1: That. But you see, and when he did wow. that, he looked over to me. I wondered if that was sort of. No, and contrived. I remember thinking I felt like shamba "Don't do fucking Ziggy Stardust. Do Fame. It's yeah, a much fame. better yes, song." I love. Definitely. But I think he thought. I think he thought, okay, this is what people want, and mm. to an extent, a lot of people would want that. Well, it was brilliant. <clears throat> but I, I went on that night. I um, they said he was going into rehearsal, and I went to rehearsal. I went to the back just to watch him rehearse, which was amazing. Uh, and um, Coco was there with him. Mm. You know, we all know Coco. All of us are fans but it's like, with the sort of names you knew were associating someone on yeah, yeah, yeah. entourage. And so she came and said, why don't you say hello? I said, oh, no, I'm gonna, I don't want to say hello. I'll say hello to him while I'm doing the show. Because I was kind of nervous and I kind of wanted to still enjoy that moment, bizarrely, when... I could just be a fan. Yeah. I didn't have to yes. try and work so with him And I didn't have to deal with the kind of thing you said there, which is often when you get to know someone, you got, you're sort of responsible for trying to make them shine. Mm. And sometimes that's, that's difficult, mm. you know. So I, I wanted to have a kind of last moment where I could just enjoy seeing him perform and think, mm. I'm that close to him. Yes. And he's right there. Well, I remember really yeah. clearly, I
2: was there. Um, and when he first I don't think came, Jonathan noticed you through actually. the door. I no, but when he came, first came through the door, you just went David Bowie. You said it about five times, yeah. And I remember feeling you may not have felt it, but enormous in terms of what you're saying about wanting not to share something. I felt very in communion with you then, because that's how I feel yeah. when I first is in the room with David. I just want to shout his name over and over but again. But I've
0: told you that I've, I'm sure I said this before that Paul McCartney. I've told you this that when I was at a screening of Magical Mystery Tour, you have told me about television, yeah but we so this is the opposite of Bowie I think Jonathan from what everything we know he's that we I was in the loo and you know I was having a pee if you want to know I mean I'd have to go into details but yeah I was having a pee well you did give you a lightning fashion I, I just had a pee you that's think all that you I mean were in the loo covers that hmm. to be honest fine but Jonathan asked so, <laughs> didn't, I, so I didn't, I didn't so even I, said. I, I wasn't even making <laughs> eye contact <laughs> so I'm in there with a number of other blokes and we know what do- toilets like too. and the
1: but some of the listeners may not.
2: Yeah. Um, well, we're talking about
1: a He was in there. Spectrum, it was him, obviously. Joe Alton, uh, <laughs> Kenneth Williams, was, and a nice Markham boy. Yeah. It was... Um, and
0: it's so Paul I'm McCartney. in there, and the door opens of this loo at the BFI. If you haven't told me this, actually. Um, so, you uh, seem to have met Paul McCartney much more often. Than I've met you, him you probably four or five like, times.
2: he's a total hero for you. Yeah, yeah, no, he's, he's, and he's, and he's...
0: And you keep on coming up with these other times you've don't met Don't ask me to put Next thing Ma- I know, Maca he's going to be your flatmate. I've told you about the flatmate he is. And... Basically, the door opens, he walks into the loo, there's about six, seven blokes in there, and says, it's Paul McCartney. Oh, you have told me that. He says out loud, yeah. wow. it's Paul McCartney. Now, I think about He wasn't wrong, But he's definitely right. But I think you think about that, that that's his way of coping with, mm. what, you, which is everyone going, oh my God, it's Paul McCartney. Can, can, he thinks it's much better can, I, to get I, it can out. Can I
2: tell you something, yeah. Tim, which perhaps mm. I, I should have. Confessed earlier, mm. which is I have heard that story. You've told mm. it on the podcast, but yeah, I, I don't I, listen to the podcast. I think so. I dropped off when you were telling it once more because <laughs> yes. that's the first time I've realised you were in a public toilet, and which yes. is kind of the point of the story. Yes, I remember Where did you think just I was? Sort of checking out just and you but, cut, and then checking back in again with just the phrase. First it's Paul I've McCartney, <laughs> and I thought, oh right, that's just first a, time
1: I met Tim. Though, I was in the toilet. He went, it's Tim Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> <so laughs> it didn't work so well yeah. for me. Yeah,
2: worked for Macca. It's quite an odd thing to do in the toilet. Now you yeah, mention it, because no, but I think it's not.
0: I think it's about. What, no, I can understand why people you did that, exactly. let's get it out of the way. But we've You're all, all been in lose
1: when someone side up next to you and then they look over and they, and you know they recognize you. And first, we think, are they trying to look at the size of my cock? Mm. Are they going to ask for an autograph immediately afterwards? Mm. Do they, you know, it's a weird thing. Mm. I have um urinated mm. that's good, you standing, should do that's healthy. Standing next to get mm. this mm. Sean Connery, yeah, just, and get this. Robert Mitchum. Yeah. Same time? Towel. No, not the same time. Okay, but great. in the same toilet. <laughs> no, this really? was at where the was BFI this? and I used to work behind the scenes. I was a researcher for a show called The Guardian Lectures, which was where Channel 4 were filming kind yeah. of BFI lectures and oh, I was really? the researcher, so I helped select the guests and I forced them to do David Lynch, even though they had no interest after, because then we know he was. I said, mm. you got to do this guy. He's one of the most important filmmakers of now. and It was right. when June had just come out. But we did, uh, uh, Bob Mitchum was over for something and Sean Connery as well. And um, I got Robert Mitchum to sign the release form without reading it. For for, the, for his. Oh no! People. I got sorry. I got I got Clint Eastwood. I've weed next to Clint Eastwood what? at the same time. And hell, I got Not a, the same week.
2: Have you um, just have you just pissed next to real men? Because they all seem to be extreme. Yes. Proper men. Yeah, they were. They were proper old. I mean, have you not had a piss next to you know someone a bit more nerdy? I've
1: weed next to Mark Armand. Does that answer yeah, your question, that- sir? are you
0: accusing are you sure me of blatant we- homophobia yes, I'm basically what you're so saying like, is I will only go to a public toilet if there's a very heterosexual man no, I but suspect I mean, they the, peed for a long time as well those guys didn't they didn't I, they just stand there for hours I, I
1: don't remember really I remember Here's thinking, a question for you. I'll do my business and get out but you've I was a lot younger then I you the mentioned the again. band already what's
2: one of the worst rhymes in the history of popular music using Robert Mitchum oh, oh I don't know any in New Age by Velvet Underground okay uh, it's something like when you kissed Robert Mitchum I knew you would never catch him. That doesn't, doesn't, I'm, the, going that. Mitchum, I'm going to but check why that.
1: Mitchum catcher. The way you're saying that, I'm, is not that really, I, I'm not particularly interested in bad rhymes. There was a beautiful one. I've got an album over there in my small collection of vinyl. Being a middle-aged man, obviously, I'm buying vinyl again. I've got a Smoky Robinson album. Smoky Robinson's yeah. lyrics, of course, are superb, and I, I haven't, I, although I haven't urinated next to Smoky Robinson, I have spent some time with him over you the years. You still could. He's still alive. And uh, there's one line. There's a song called "The Love I Saw in You Was Just a Mirage." Mm. Do you know that beautiful no, I don't. song? And there's a line in it. I'm going to get it wrong. There. It's a beautiful. He says, i like like the desert shows a thirsty man." Mm. A, a nice a something oasis when there's only sand wow. the love I saw in you was just a mirage wow. that's lovely wow that is be beautiful nice, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, I mention no, it, Bob Mitchum yeah. no but, but like, you've got it here by
2: the way when you kissed Robert Mitchum gee but I thought you'd never catch him
1: you know why that was okay though because back then it was probably super cool that anyone made it any a yes, kind of cultural like, reference, reference mm. in the late 60s it yeah. was like wow what they're talking not, about the real world it's not
2: Lee Reed singing that it's Doug the other guy, the uh, Velvet Underground, the one in the last <laughs> oh, album. Know. Doug Johnson. Yeah, Doug Johnson. I don't that's know, one. I just made that No, up. I think that's right.
0: <laughs> Did do, you? Do, do, yeah, it's very do, good do you, if you just made it Because I think that is assonance? Because the assonance. Robert line Mitchell and Ketchum is assonance. Yeah. Right, so the Bowie assonance, I think this is assonance line that's always stuck out for me because I know he puts all sorts of strange words together and the cut-up technique and all that. But there's one in Rebel Rebel, I've never been convinced, and I'll get the line wrong, about rhyming fast and hard. That she does. You like bands when they play? Yeah, but I don't mind never quite It's positive. not a rhyme, yeah. though. That isn't a rhyme. No, but it's a. I suppose everything else rhymes, right? It's but, a, but
1: like Paul Well the Jam, yeah. they used to do a lot of things that didn't rhyme. They used to do a lot of it wasn't really an assonance because he'd use that kind of weird. Uh, where was he from? It's like woking, woking, that yeah, kind yeah. Of woking. no, they, no that,
0: one so rhymes that. in woking. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, so it, should it should be manner. working. Yeah, doesn't work.
1: Uh, so Jonathan <laughs> what, you and mean, yet you were the only t- thing that we both openly laughed <laughs> out loud and joyfully.
2: Yeah. you've got yeah. another story that I interrupted you to go on about my story about meeting Bowie I think you had a second story
1: yeah we were talking about him uh, having a, you mentioned him having a kind of a lyric balled out or a screen that yeah, he the, right. and when he did the Radio 2 concert he did a live concert for Radio 2 at yes. the what was the BBC Again, radio theatre workshop too. which yeah. I invited you to and they asked me if I would introduce it on stage and of course I said I would be thrilled to and Bowie was in touch with me beforehand he said oh, I'm doing this. he said and he said Actually, asked me, this was the most incredible one. I said, Is there anything you particularly want me to play? And I thought, Wow, yeah. it's an incredible opportunity. So, I was hanging out quite a lot with Adam Bucks and Joe Cornish at the time, and they're, of course, huge Bowie fans. Mm. And I said to Joe, I said, Bowie's asked me, and I've got no idea what to say, you know, because I kind of want him to be impressed by what I say, mm. but yeah, yeah. I want it to be something special for me and for everyone there. And Joe said to me, "You know, he's never played played 'Beulie Brothers' Life." Right, so it was you. Yeah, oh, so, right. so I, was I going looked to say, back was it on you? his listing. Never, so I contacted him. I said, "You've never done done 'Beulie Brothers' Life." He said, "I think I have." I said, "No, I don't believe you have. No one thinks you have." And he said, "I, oh, I'll do it." Wow. Amazing. What was that? Amazing. so he then did it. Yeah. And on the day, even though they edit out the broadcast, he said, "I'm doing this for Jonathan," oh, which awesome. was amazing. That's yes. incredible. And he had, but he had to have the lyrics. Because yeah, yeah, when yeah. you think about it, it doesn't really. And but I you, asked him uh, at the time. I said, "Does it mean anything?" And he went, "No." He said, "It really was just that pure cut-up technique." Yes, he said. But the Americans went crazy for it. They used to read so much into it yeah. he said but really and the beauty brothers of course you know what the beauty brothers refers to his brother. You uh, know. No. That, um, no. No, I don't know. Uh, but Bro- Do you not know this? No. no Beaulieu so. Brothers was the name of the tobacconist near where they were recording the album when they used to is pop out right? for cigarettes. Or it no, was called the Beaulieu right? Brothers. Yeah, really? yeah.
2: Wow. <laughs> so that's why it's called
1: the Beaulieu yeah, Brothers. but that
2: is, you're right. I mean, it was a time when <laughs> Post Dylan or whatever. I think people just thought any stream of consciousness. It's but he was very. If you look at that. it
1: in the Jungian way, which is probably what David would want, yeah. there is something in there perhaps. Because yeah. it's not just a yeah, stream Well, he was good at
2: that, I think, Bowie. He was good at
1: making stuff seem like it meant something. You know what, though? He didn't just do it random. He didn't just cut stuff up and sting it again and go. That's it, final work. He cut stuff up and reposition it and slide it around and say, Does that work next to that? Does that work next to that? Is that an interesting uh, series of images? You know, so it wasn't just. Cut up random words, thing together. It's not wasn't mm. lucky but yet. also the stuff he's cutting up is pretty good in the first place, yeah. right? Yeah. I mean they're pretty good sentences to start yeah. with. Yeah. So Amazing
2: uh, stuff. Yeah, like yeah. no, I've seen him. I've, I've yeah. seen uh, footage of that. I've watched it quite recently actually. Uh, and he goes on about how there's loads and loads of pages and we're gonna be yeah, here yeah. till Tuesday or whatever because he can't believe how long it's in fact probably not it's well, six minutes long or something.
1: I mean that whole event is a a cherished memory, but at the same time there's something which I find mildly embarrassed about it, is because I <laughs> Because we were all going there to see it and I was very excited about seeing it. And I thought, you know what, I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna I'm gonna wear a fedora. Wow. No. Right because David. Man, David, well, David wore yeah, so I got a fedora wow. yeah, and I wore it driving there. Wow. And I was driving in back then I used to have that Morgan sports car, yes. which I recently sold because it was a bit uncomfortable. And uh I drove there in it and halfway there the wind blew my fedor <laughs> oh, into the street. No, so I had to no. stop, I had to pull over, go over the light, stop, run out of my car, run across the road, get the fedor, put it back in the oh, car. Wow. You see, that uh,
2: and the Saints' bag suggests to me that God is telling you you'll never be as cool as David Bowie. I think I knew that already. Yeah. It's not, it's just, God, it's not just God saying that. Yeah. It's everything.
0: But, but Jonathan, that, that, when we look at his work, particularly that 70s work, when he seemed and those Russell Harty interviews, you know, when he's so out of it, yeah. so alien, and all the things we know, the Bowie you knew wasn't, from what you said, wasn't really like I, I, that, You know was what? He? He I wouldn't
1: claim to have known him, to be well, honest well, OK, so But you... the Bowie that I met... Yeah. No, he wasn't like yeah, that at ma- all. but
2: he remade himself by then, hadn't
1: he? I, As a well, sort of what? nice yeah, guy, you know, a nice well,
2: normal guy. Had he remade himself or was Well, in his own image, he I think. When he's no, on I your think that's show. who he was. That, mm. that,
1: that mm. yes, what well, he was, but I think there was a point in the Here's the thing, if you're going to really generalise in the broadest and, you know... Possibly one of those unflattering st- strokes. In the 60s, he was like an incredible muso who just wanted to make mm. a splash and he mm. wanted to have a career. And then in the 70s, he became this kind of like, you know, deified figure. And he was also, as we know, doing a Very large amount of mind altering substances and mood altering substances, and that doesn't bring out the best in people, right? did then, though, no, in it didn't. the 70s, it brought out the best creatively, but not as a person. Like not a person. Well, that's what uh, I'm talking about here, yeah, And then in the 80s, there was a period once again of him just trying to find himself, I think. And uh, in part, that led to, and we were talking about this earlier, you, you mentioned the um, the Morrissey line about him. Well, one of you yeah. said that he was a homosexual artist it, in the 60s. It was at your and, house that Morrissey said that. I okay, was, I was having dinner with Morrissey, and, and I would disagree with that people. fundamentally. I wouldn't oh, yeah. disagree to Morrissey fo- because when you're with Morrissey, you agree with him. Mm, yeah, <laughs> because Morrissey's Morrissey. You know, I'm happy to agree with him. So. Do you know
2: about my as a, my story about Morrissey at your house? I've no. told it on the show. Which I, one? I mean, I've told it on this show. Uh, I can't believe you don't know. It. I must have told you. I'm sure. Uh, you and have, I'm going to tell it again just because it was your house, and, and then if you don't know it, you should know it. Uh, which is. There were a lot of people in that uh, do you remember James Corden was there Yeah, he turned up and David Williams and yeah. all sorts of people were there. It was very uh, I ex- should point out they only
1: all came around because Morrissey yeah, no, no, these are not regular excited, visitors the Not excited no, to meet Morrissey we don't want anyone do. You? And, and, and if you also learned.
2: remember Morrissey had brought these two made an arts with him who made sure there was no meat anywhere in the house or near Morrissey and all that kind yeah. of stuff, right? So it was all very very what a Jew would call on spilkus <laughs> with Morrissey nervous <laughs> no, no, did we, did we get it right for Morrissey yeah. Yeah, yeah, fair enough. Yeah, so anyway, so then one weird moment where all the rest of you have gone into the kitchen or wherever it is and I'm alone with Morrissey in your living room you must know this story right and uh, and I have told it here but anyway let's see what you think of it uh, so I decide unironically uh, that I'm going to tell Morrissey and this is before he we was something of an internet troll and like it was before UKIP and all that stuff how much I love Morrissey right and I just say look just now that we're here can I just say, I think you're brilliant, I think the work you've done is amazing, it's had a profound effect on me, You know, I really, really think you're brilliant, whatever. Something like that, just a nice little speech. And because Morrissey is very, very self-conscious, and not very comfortable with anything, yeah. and much more yeah. uncomfortable in his own skin than I think even Bowie was, yeah, sorry, um, he doesn't know how to deal with that. And he said, as far as I could make out, Neil. And I thought, "Hmm, I know he's got quite a high sense of himself, but I'm quite surprised by that. But I thought, I know what it is. I thought, I know what it is. It's a joke. You know, he can't quite handle the fact that I've been so, you know, worshipful. (laughs) And it's a bit embarrassing. So he's saying, Neil. So I thought, say yes, I'm going to go with it. And I started to kneel. But at which point, Morrissey goes, you know, he speaks really quietly. No, no, it's a joke. I mean, I'm not, Neil. As in Neil Morrissey, and it was a joke <laughs> about how I must have got it mixed up oh, wow. with Neil Morrissey, which is a good joke. But, but, by, it's good case, joke, but, but by then, but by then I'm knees. quite far down, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. And it looks like I'm proposing to
1: Morrissey, and which it was you unbelievably
2: have awkward. You have know, I never told
1: you that? You've never told me that. that it's an amazing is a great, story. I love that. You know, that night that was a night where because uh, I don't drink alcohol. I mean, mm-hmm. I had a beer where I started again, but I don't particularly enjoy it. I know you don't. really I drink don't before, drink at all now. So he came in the house. I said, "What do you want to drink?" He went vodka do you have any vodka <laughs> and I went fuck we haven't got any vodka and I went of course of course and I went Jane I we haven't got any vodka she went I'll to and get some I said I'll distract him so <laughs> she had to get in the car and drive I'll distract the him and the say there's some meat <laughs> so she back and I said come in the garden let me show you the garden and okay We went in the garden and that's where we used to have two pigs in the garden we've got one now oh god they weren't being slaughtered there were two pigs in the garden you went you have pigs and I went yeah we have pigs are they to be eaten? <laughs> I went, no, no, <laughs> they're like friends, they're pets. He they went, oh, two were saved. <laughs> and I kind of always hoped he would do a track <laughs> called Two Were Saved, but so far. <laughs> I love the idea that he would have that seen pigs brilliant. in your garden, thought
2: clearly some kind of industrial oh, meat farming yeah, is going on. I a fairly radical vegetarian,
1: possibly vegan, I don't know if he is, he probably, you know, there probably is very little difference in his mind, and he is. He would be right in the you could keep them to eat them because they're being kept down the road for us to eat. Yes, You know, that's it's actually true. the fact that we don't want to engage with the truth about what we're doing, that we yeah. don't have them in the background. Yeah, no, that's true. I mean, Zuckerberg, he kills his own
2: pigs. Jonathan, can I interrupt you? And say I've been waiting from the start of this podcast for you to play something you have told me
1: about a number of times, oh, which yes. is the German mm. uh, Spotify. Mm. Uh, no, it's so like, no, it's tuning, not Spotify. Like, this is on tuning. The uh, it's on. I have it on um, uh, Sonos, my Sonos system, and it's uh, the it finds radio sets around the world. And when I'm here sometimes, if I can't be bothered to get them, change vinyl, uh, I will just put on. You know, sometimes I'll put on Sondheim. Sometimes I'll pop, but i'll, I'll and I found What an an image, image we're building of you yeah. and rather than choosing um rather than choosing individual albums, sometimes I like people to choose it for me. And the reason why I like this one's going to comes back to my my cool. kind of um introvert nature is if I listen to English speaking radio, I find the presence of people via their voices wow. annoying. Good. I, I find even draw. that annoying. I find wow. out why. I like Law and but what, what are you doing in my office? You right. know, so you don't, uh, talk, you, know, you don't have to talk back to. Her. Yeah, I find it hard not to. Right. Mark and Lard. No, I'm, I do not want to play really? that quiz. It's, right. it's, gosh. So okay. I like foreign radio stations because it's, it's kind of companionship in a way. Yeah. But at the same time, they're not engage. saying anything annoying. But it makes, You're right. But they really are, but
2: you don't understand
1: it. Well, yeah. Well, not on this because what they say this is called this is called um, '80s '80s Bowie.' Right. And all they play is you'll hear this in a minute. All they do is they. In between you here, 80s, 80s, boy, do, and then they'll play a track. And then you'll get uh then sometimes you hear 80s, 80s, boy, goodbye. Finn- <laughs> wow. No, goodbye, fin wa Juke. Stuff like that. They do one bit, they go, Major Tom, take your protein pills, turn the capsule on. Stuff like that, can't get any wrong. And yeah. then or, or, and, or, and and then sometimes the interstitial remark will be, Mark Armand, soft cell me David Boy. And then someone goes, that's just a in the name chameleon, David Boy. And they'll, they'll try and that play, play someone's quote, Nick Rhodes Duran Duran with David Boy. Oh, uh, no. Yeah, and that's all you get, you get these little tiny and they play pretty good stuff. I know the playlist they play some seventies stuff, some okay. 90s stuff. Do you have yeah. it? Do you have yeah. it? Do, do they play use? they play quite they play bar quite often bizarre. Do they? Or oh, let that me is get German, that is Brex. <laughs>
0: Aber ich bin er bedeutet mir so viel. Good, David. We dich geliebt. Mm. Farewell to
2: the white uh. 80s, 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 80s. Now, I'm just going to interrupt this podcast, which hasn't really ended, but nonetheless, we uh, have recorded a whole lot. So we're going to carry on talking to Jonathan next week on Stalking Time for the Moon Boys, but that's the end of episode one.